I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. This is episode number 59. I'm your host, Jeremy Demergent, and I'm really excited to be with you today because today we're going to talk about something that is, is really relevant right now. Um, the title of today's episode is what you need to know about a remote sales job. And the reason why I bring this up today is because right now there's we're in a world of uncertainty and uh, a lot of people are looking to grow their sales, right? Um, uh, a great friend of mine, uh, mentor, uh, said to me, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And as poor as that English may have been in that example, uh, the, the core message is true, is that if you cannot have your business generating money, what you're doing doesn't make sense for your business. And I bring this up because right now we're in a place where working from home has become more accepted than ever, which means anybody can do it. If you are a fresh graduate and want to work from home, you could potentially do a sales gig. If you're uh, a mom at home with your kids, as long as you can schedule some dedicated time uh, to focus on the work, you can you can do a sales gig. Uh, there's there's so much opportunity right now, which is great, but also offers some challenges. And so today I want to share some things that you need to know if you want to have a remote sales gig. And I'm going to give you a little information on how you can uh, get on a very specific list uh, here at Permission to Sell if that's something that you are looking to do. So. First, because it is so easy, there's low barrier to entry now because working from home, being a remote sales rep, um, maybe the, the title you've heard is a sales representative. It could be um, business development rep, although that can be a little bit different. You might hear the term closer. Uh, the, all these descriptions often represent a little bit different of, of a position. So, um, the first thing I want to mention is that it's more challenging for you because now the it's wide open. I don't need to choose. So I'm sitting in Fredericton, New Brunswick, as, as I record this, and I don't need to choose the best salesperson in my town to come be on my team. I have my pick of the best salesperson in the world if I can attract them. Okay, the only rule for me is they need to be able to speak the language that my clients speak. That's it. Um, and then obviously... Uh, you know, there's sales skills and relationship skills, but the only thing that is keeping me from hiring the best salesperson in the world is my ability to attract them. And so what that means for you is that if you're not the best salesperson in the world and pro tip, you're not, okay, you're great. I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're awesome. Um, if you're not great or you're not where you want to be, you can work on it. Okay. Great news is there's lots of sales training. I shouldn't tell you that you should just come get sales training for me, but there's lots of sales training. There's lots of free resources out there, guys. Uh, but your job, if you want to become a sales professional, okay, a sales, uh, a sales representative, a closer, uh, whatever term you want to use, even business development rep, um, even if you want to be like a sales admin role where um, your primary role is to just pick up the phone and book appointments, your job right now before you ever 
inquire about a job is to get better. Your job is to get better than you are right now. And there's plenty of ways you can do it. But you need to have an idea of where to start. So I want to challenge you to go find some great sales training. Improve yourself. Because when you step up to an interview, when you go through the first few stages of applying for a position, you want to be on your game. Now, I'm not saying you got to fake it till you make it. I'm telling you, you need to be it. Okay, You need to get there for as far as your level of um, commitment to the results. You don't have to be the best yet. And I don't want this conversation to dis- dis- to discourage you. There's the word. To discourage you um, from applying for a remote sales role because you're not that experienced. Because the smart people that hire are looking for attitude and cultural fit. Um, you, you can be taught sales. As long as you're willing to connect with people, if you have good relationship skills and good communication skills, you can be taught sales skills. So I want you to think about what you need to do to raise the bar. In fact, think of the best salesperson you know. What can you do to uh, to learn from them? What can you do? I mean, maybe you see them do uh, specific activities in their sales process. Maybe you went and bought a vehicle or you went and bought a piece of furniture or you bought an online program and somebody connected with you and you felt really good about the transaction. What did that person do that made you feel good? Because some, as someone that's hiring, that's what I want to hear about. I want to hear that same, uh, the same language that you hear from them. I want to hear that you can help create a positive experience because when somebody's hiring you, in general, I'm going to, horribly stereotype here, but in general, there's two kinds of people that hire. Well, there's two kinds of leadership over a sales position. One is purely about the activity. Okay. And they just say, dial, 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 go find the lead, go get the sales, go hunting. Okay. There's another one though, which I'd like to think I am, is more concerned about how you're treating their client. Okay, I would rather you do a great job dealing with fewer clients than, as the phrase goes, burn through a bunch of leads. Okay, I want you to take time. I want you to learn. And I want to help you get better. A lot of people, and now this is for people that are looking to hire someone. Okay, uh, If you're looking to hire a remote sales rep, I want to mention this to you. One, it's not as simple as saying, uh, hey, I've got a job for you. I'll give you a commission of your sales and set them on the phones and call it a day. It's not how it works. There are very, very, very few reps in the world that'll get up, learn your programs or your product inside and out and be able to start converting instantly without any support from you. It's so rare. So don't plan on it. And if you're hiring, plan to have a solid onboarding process. Have a solid interview process, right? We want to make sure that you get the right attitudes, the right cultural fit, but you need to make sure that you're filtering out anything that you know that you don't want as far as who's representing your brand. Because these people, okay, someone that's even just calling to book appointments, they're the frontline representation of your brand. If they're calling people, then to be clear, Someone that's setting appointments is not the same thing as a salesperson. Sometimes I know people get that confused. Um, a business development rep is someone that goes out and finds leads, generates new business. Uh, a closer is someone that speaks to someone that's already been brought in to the, the realm of the company or the product or the brand. And the title of sales professional 
can sometimes drift between the two. So if you've got a, a sales professional that you want to do um, outbound work, you want them to go uh, cold calling or cold emailing or um, just networking like crazy, just make sure you include that when you, when you in the job description. Okay, let them know. Uh, because the personalities that are really good at booking appointments are not the same personalities that are really good at closing the sale. And the person that tries to do both, there's some exceptions. But if you have someone who's trying to do the outreach trying to do the cold calls, trying to do the follow-up, trying to do the closing. They're different personalities. So you, that one person is not going to do as good of a job. You're, you're going to do much better having the role segmented. Hey, this is the person that's going to go and do the lead generation or get new prospects that um, are in my ideal client market. Get them into a conversation. Next step, hey, this is the uh, salesperson or account manager, um, and they're there for the relationship and to build it. And maybe they're the ones that close it as well. Maybe after the sales closed, they're handed off to somebody who manages that relationship. Maybe that title is an account manager. So titles get thrown around a lot. But no matter what, what people are looking for, um, well, okay, I shouldn't say no matter what. In my opinion, what I'm looking for, when I find somebody that's a good sales rep, I'm looking for four things. And these four things actually make up what I think sales is. Sales number one is relationships. Okay, you need to be good at connecting with people. You need to build those relationships. You need to like people. There's people that just don't like people. That's okay, but don't go into sales. All right, go get yourself behind a desk, behind a computer, do online stuff, build sales funnels, whatever you need to do. Yeah, or you know, I'm sure there's something outside of the sales world that you can do too. Uh, but if you don't like people, don't don't take on a sales role. It's not going to work out well. All right, uh, but so make sure you, you, you like people. Make sure you like building relationships. Make sure you like connecting with people. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to be a major talker. Okay, we have this uh, opinion sometimes of salespeople that they talk a lot. Well, those are not great salespeople. Okay, now there's certain percentages, um, but ultimately when you're dealing with a client, you should be asking them questions. They should be answering more than you're asking. Okay, so if you did a 40-60 split, you're talking 40%, they're talking 60%. It's looking good. And there's a magic number. Uh, you can check out HubSpot's statistics. Uh, they do surveys all the time that talks about um, the actual average based on surveys that they've done. But ultimately, you should be listening more than you talk. But that's just relationships. That's not even just sales. That's relationships. You want a happy relationship in your personal life? Listen more than you talk. I promise you, it'll help. The second thing that I think makes up sales and makes up a great sales rep is good time management. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, not my superpower. Okay, I've got a team around me to make up for it, and that's okay. But if you're coming in to be a sales representative, to be a business development rep, to be a closer, any of those things, you need good time management skills because you need to be able to maximize your output, especially, and what you'll find is a lot of sales jobs right now, especially the remote ones, a lot of them are going to be commission-based. Not all of them, but commission-based usually means you don't have a ceiling, right? So you can just earn, 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 and it gives you the larger opportunity for the paycheck. So if you can get commission-based and it's something that you know, a product or a space or an industry that you know, I say go for it. Okay. Um, obviously, everyone's got their own unique situation. If you need a base salary to cover the bills for the next four weeks, so be it. Uh, but the advantage of commission only is that there's no cap, usually. And if you're someone that hires commission only reps and you do have a cap, come talk to me because we're going to fix your comp plan, okay? 
The other part, now this is the third part, and this is unique due to our current circumstances. Right up until six, eight months ago, you could walk into an office, sit down at a cubicle, do your sales thing. Now you're walking to ideally a separate room in your home or another corner of your apartment or hopefully, uh, you know, not just the edge of your couch or your kitchen table. But I want you to think about this. If you're in the mindset where you are going to work, where you're going to focus on doing these activities for a certain amount of time, I want you to have a space to do it. I don't want to hear that you're working from your kitchen table to do this. If you've got to be on a 30-minute, 45-minute, 60-minute sales call, I don't want to have to worry about the, the prospect of my company hearing your dog barking or uh, you know your partner walking by or dishes being done. Um, now, you can't eliminate it all. I get it. Okay, I've got a dog. She's not always the quietest. I've had a home office for years. Um, so there's still some challenges there. But I want you to think about how you can create a dedicated space because you need, need, need to feel like you're going to work. Okay. I understand you took a, you want a sales job because it's got flexibility. It's got um, you know, no location restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to do a great job. So you need to be able to create the space where you're at. I don't care whether you're on a beach or if you're in the middle of, uh, you know, in, in a home office or on, uh, you know, at a coffee shop, as long as it sounds great to the person on the other side of the phone. Okay. I don't want background noise as much as possible. Like don't do sales calls on a coffee shop, guys. Just no, don't do that. Um, if you're sitting on a beach, that's cool. Uh, but don't show up in your bathing suit for a video call. Okay. Now I know we're getting kind of silly here, but I feel like I have to mention it because if I don't, someone will do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but come up with a space, dedicated space where you can focus, have a place to write down notes, have a computer. Um, if you need to use your cell phone, make sure that it's got good signal. Make sure you've got good internet, good quality internet. If you're dialing over your internet, make sure, of course, even more so that that's good quality. Um, Zoom calls or any other software, be sure that you've got a strong enough internet connection to have a solid call. This is huge. Also make sure your computer's new enough to, to do video calls. Um, I don't want to say comfortably, but I guess so. Because some older computers don't process video as well. <clears throat> and quite honestly, right now, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got an older computer. And sometimes when you see my video on the show get choppy, um, it's not the internet speed. It's actually the video processor in my computer. Okay. So um, don't do that. The fourth thing. The fourth thing is you need persistence. You need to be persistent. And what that means is that not just you keep trying and trying and trying. Okay. That's just an activity and that, and it can be habitual and that's good. But what I really want, I want someone that is willing to learn enough about the products that they can fall in love with it. And when they fall in love with it, when you fall in love with it, you just can't understand why somebody wouldn't invest their money in it. Hey, you can't understand why they wouldn't buy. And that's, you'll hear that called drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Uh, but, there's network marketing companies all the time, and I've said this in previous shows, they say be a product of the product. Well, you have to. That's not just a network marketing thing. They just know what's what works. Okay. Side note, if you have the opportunity to join a network marketing company just to learn how they teach sales, they've had to take 
Okay, now, <clears throat> some are great, some are not so great. I'm not here to, to split hairs over that. But what I do want to say is that network marketing companies have had to design their training to make it so anybody can come in and do it very easily, which means the lessons they teach you are the core basic foundation of what you need to do to be great at sales. So number one, become a product of the product. That's not just to get you to buy their stuff. Helps, but it's not just for that. It's so you can speak to it, so you can tell stories about it because stories are what sells. <clears throat> when I worked at an insurance company, uh, I won't say I had to, but I was strongly encouraged to get my own life insurance policy. When I worked at a bank, I was strongly encouraged to, in fact, actually I may have been required to have a bank account at the bank. Um, I think they would only put payment into the, that brand's bank account. So uh, I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that. But the best companies want you to become a product of the product. I worked in online education. In both schools that I worked at, uh, I got university-level classes either for free or discounted because they wanted to make it easy for me to become a product of the product. Now, your company might not make it free, but you should still buy it. Okay, if you can't tell the story about how it helped you, you're going to greatly hinder your sales. And so when you create the story, when you, when you create this experience for yourself, where you actually invest in the product, you become a product of the product, you drink the Kool-Aid, you believe. And when you believe, then you are coming from a place where you can actually help somebody. If you're diving in going, well, you know, yeah, it's not really for everybody, but yeah, it might be for you. Let's see. People don't buy with logic. People buy with emotion and justify with logic. And so what this means to you is that you need to help them have an emotional experience in regards to your product or the story around your product. And then they'll actually move forward to making a change that's going to improve their life for their business. But you need to be able to have that story. And if you can come at me and you can sell me with the story, I'm going to listen. Uh, one of the greatest impact, uh, the highest impact moments in my entire career, I was interviewing for a job at an online university. Um, I just left the bank. Uh, my, my mom thought I was crazy because I was leaving a good job at the bank for an online university, but that's another story. And the gentleman said to me, and you guys will laugh because this is when I was still, I guess I'd been in sales for mm, yeah, 10 years or so, but I still didn't really know what I was doing. The gentleman said, sell me this pen. And I thought, oh, here we go. Features and benefits, features and benefits, features and benefits. And I was going on and on and on. I was feeling great. And he stopped me and he says, hold on. Why don't you ask me why I want the pen? And I was like, you know, I realized that I messed up. Now, luckily he hired me and I ended up becoming uh, an enrollment manager for that company and went on uh, to get a higher level position with another company. So it worked out well. But that moment made me realize that I can't assume what's in somebody else's head. And so what that means is that you need to know your product well enough to not feel like you have to dump all the information about it and start by asking why somebody's interested or learn about somebody's problems to see how you can solve it. It's got to be a fit. But that emotional side that you can create with the story, and you don't need the stories to be all in, about you and your own story. It can be from other people too. But those stories, they build certainty in the person you're, you're having a discussion with, with your prospect. So stories are super important. 
Uh, now I've gotten a little uh, soapboxy here, so forgive me. But those are the four key pieces that I feel are most vital when it comes to being a good salesperson. One, being being able to and willing to build relationships. Two, be great at time management. Side note, if you're not great at time management, figure out a way to make up for it. So for me, I have a team that keeps me on track. Three, your workspace. Create a dedicated workspace space. That is work and work alone. Um, I'm sitting here in a home office. I've got lights. I've got cameras. I've got uh, notepads and books and <laughs> cup of coffee. And everything that I need to work. And it's in a completely separate part of the house from where anybody else is. Okay, create that space for yourself. And then finally, persistence. You need to be willing to drink the Kool-Aid so that you have that level of persistence. If you're just guessing the value of, of a product or service, if you're just going based on what some PowerPoint presentation or a video told you, you're not going to get it. You need to experience it as much as possible. So find something that you can experience. Find something that you... Uh, you can invest in. Find something that you're willing to put the time and effort into learn inside and out. I want that kind of fire in the person that comes and applies for a job with me. Okay. Now, selfishly, the whole reason why I did this episode, well, one was to get you thinking about what and uh, what what makes up an ideal salesperson, um, and to get clear on the different pieces that can be lumped into the title of sales professional or sales rep. Um, and we talked about business development rep or appointment setter versus the closer or the account manager. Um, and sometimes the term sales rep is given to all of them. It's That's not accurate. Uh, but just be aware. So when you're applying, if you're applying for a job, you're looking for this remote sales gig, get really clear on what the position is. And that way, you know how to respond to questions. And you can be honest, like, hey, you know, I don't really like outbound calls. Okay, great. I'm not going to hire you as a business development rep. I'm not going to hire you as an appointment setter. Okay, great. How are you closing? How are you building relationships? Right. There's other options. Don't don't lie to get a job because it's going to be short-lived anyway. Um, the other part, though, is that at permission to sell, um, and as you guys know, I specialize in uh, turning around sales teams. So what we've done is because I've got multiple clients whose teams are growing. Those clients need great sales reps. Okay, now for most of these, these are sales reps um, where leads are coming in, uh, can get booked in your calendar. But some of them are more of a business development role where you can go out, you want to network, you want to build relationships and find opportunities for the offerings. Okay, so I've got a few different clients now uh, that are growing, that are looking for reps. And this is what I want you to do. Uh, two things, because on top of my clients, I also have other people come and say, hey, I need a good salesperson. Do you know somebody? I want to be able to have a list of great salespeople to share. So here is my request of you. If you feel that you are a great sales rep, a great business development rep, a great closer, uh, a great appointment setter, um, a great account manager, any of those things, here's what I want you to do. I want to give you a shot to work for one of my clients. And when I say work for one of my clients, most of the most of the time, it means that you'll be on a team that I'll be running. And that is exciting to me. And I'd like it to be exciting to you because I'm pretty good. Actually, I'm really good at 
improving salespeople um, and growing sales teams. So this is what I want you to do. If you indeed do feel that you have what it takes, and again, I want the right attitude, I want the right mindset, I can work on sales skills, but if you're awesome at sales already, that's great as long as you're not bringing too many bad habits with you. I want you to send me your, well, my team, <laughs> my team your resume at hello at permissiontosell.com. Okay, give me a resume, give me a breakdown of what you've done. Tell me what you like about the past sales roles. If you've never had a sales role, but you think you'd be great, send me that email too. But I need to know why. I need to know why I should invest my time to help you get up to speed. Because myself, my clients, everybody, we're looking for people that can get up and running quickly. But if you've got the right attitude, you've got the right mindset, you've got the, the love for building relationships. You can manage your time. You can create space in your home for a work area and you can be persistent and you're willing to be a product of the product. Come on over, put your name in. And what we're going to do, there's some spot we have, have open right now. We can actually do interviews right now. Um, some spots or some people won't be a fit for right now, but we'd love to keep you on file. No matter what, if you send your resume, and an email describing what kind of role you think you'd be good for to hello at permissiontosell.com, you will get a response, okay? It might be, great, uh, we're going to keep you on file. It might be, great, uh, let's set up an interview. It might be, uh, depending on the client, we've got a few different processes that we go through. Uh, but send me those resumes, hello at permissiontosell.com. I want to help you get a sales gig that you can do right from your home and that you can kill it. Okay, I want you to just dominate at the sales role. I want you to create great results and I want you to create great money, great revenue for your for your family. Um, and but, but I want you to be the person that's willing to go all in, that's willing to do what it takes, that's willing to work your butt off. Sales is not easy. Sales is simple, but sales is not easy. If you have the right attitude, the right mindset, you love people, You've got good time management skills. You can make a space for yourself to work and you can be persistent. Then I want you to apply. Okay, send me your resume. Hello at permissioncell.com. Tell me what role you think you'd be great at based on this conversation and throw in something you like about the show. That's kind of a test to see if you listen. And that's it, guys. So this is episode number 59 of Sales Team Rescue. What I think you need to do and everything you need to hear if you want to have a remote sales job. All right. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. And remember to catch the replay of this episode and previous episodes at salesteamrescue.com. And of course, if you are looking to grow your sales team, maybe the current circumstances have uh, thrown you for a loop. Suddenly your team's remote when before it wasn't. Shoot me a message. You can also email, email me at hello at permissionassault.com um, or just go to salesteamrescue.com and book yourself a sales team blueprinting session. Uh, we'll dig in, it's a complimentary call. We'll dig in and map out exactly what needs to happen to get your team back to the performance level. Maybe not where they were before, but maybe beyond. Okay, I don't wanna settle for status quo. We know that there's new normals happening right now and I get that, but there's no reason. If you have a team that uh, has been in place for a while, there's no reason we can't increase your sales by at least a few percentage points. And probably over the next 12 months, we can probably double your sales. 
Okay, guys, so reach out to me uh, for jobs. Hello, permissioncell.com. If you want support with your team, go to salesteamrescue.com and click the link for a sales team blueprinting session. And we will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m., right here on Headspace TV on Sales Team Rescue. Remember, guys, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.